Hello, I'm Mercedes. And I'm Tash, and you're listening to episode 24 of Chat Disney. to this week's episode. For those of you who are not living under a rock will realise that this weekend uh, we have the D23 exhibition um, which takes place um, I think it's every two years in Anaheim. So lots to report on from that, so many announcements. And because of this, we've actually decided to dedicate this week's episode to the D23 exhibition um, and some of the announcements. Because there is so much um, content to talk about, we're actually going to be splitting this across two episodes. So we'll be talking a little bit about it today and then we'll be doing another episode with more news and our opinions on things next week as well. So do tune in for that. We will also be finishing the episode with a very special segment of Ohana. Um, But first, let's have a little bit of a look at what's been happening in the general world of Disney this week. So it's not only at the D23 that there's been lots of news. There's been lots of Disney news generally this week. It's been a very content-heavy week, which we love. So TripAdvisor posted their official list of the best water parks for 2019. And unsurprisingly, both Typhoon Lagoon and Blizzard Beach did make it onto the list, with Typhoon Lagoon ranked the fifth best water park in the world and Blizzard Beach coming in at number nine. And quite unsurprisingly as well, they were the only two two USA water parks to be featured on the list with Typhoon Lagoon as the top water park in the USA and Blizzard Beach coming in second place. Also this week, um, I'm sure you probably haven't missed that as there's been a lot of memes and a lot of news on this on social media, Um, but Spider-Man, so Sony previously owned the rights to Spider-Man and they kind of did a deal with Disney so that they could use Spider-Man in the Marvel series. That deal has now come to an end and they are not renewing it, which means that Spider-Man can no longer be used in any of the Marvel series, films, franchises, whatever future plans are. Yes, there's lots of people worried that this means the end of Tom Holland as Spider-Man, but we will see. We don't know yet, so watch this space. In more park news, the Frozen Celebration has been announced for Disneyland Paris, which I'm personally super excited for. Obviously, Frozen 2 is being released at the end of this year, and the Frozen Celebration will take place through from January through to March in 2020 at Disneyland Paris, so I'm sure there'll be lots of elements from Frozen 2 within those parks, um, and I think it will give it a really lovely, wintry, magical feel for early 2020 definitely another big one for social media this week um so disney plus um kind of did a bit of a marketing thing on twitter um, i'm sure many of you have seen it where they got kind of all the companies who are going over to disney plus to respond to one another in a series of tweets so it started with disney and um, tweeting out saying it's moving days everyone packed and ready to go to disney plus Pixar then responded with almost, but in a shocking turning of events, we can't find Dory. National Geographic then got involved, Pixar, Marvel, everyone was kind of hopping aboard this train, the Avengers. And then the Simpsons came along and completely shut it down by tweeting them back saying the worst corporate Twitter stunt ever. So yeah, quite a funny one. Um, But again, that kind of 
gives it even more exposure. So well done, Simpsons. Well done, Disney. Yes, I'm sure that was not a mistake. Absolutely not. And back over to Disneyland Paris as well. We spoke about this earlier this year. There is an annual pass holder event coming up, the 100 character event. And we finally have had a little glimpse into who some of those 100 characters are. So if you are on Twitter, you're going to that event, or you're just generally curious, uh, the ED92 Twitter account is the place to go. And the characters have all been revealed, but I should add a little caveat that it's all in French. So if you fancy getting your French to English translation out or even just Google Translate um, then yeah be sure to check out some of those names that have been revealed definitely I really hope there's some obscure ones in there so do I or like we said before Mickey dressed as a diver or something like that <laughs> you never know watch this face um, more news for you this week um, the skeleton dance turned 90 this week Skeleton Dance obviously originated from one of the Silly Symphonies back in 1929. Um, it features four skeletons kind of dancing and making music around a gar- graveyard. Um, and it was directed by Walt Disney and Up Iwerks back in the 20s. So if you haven't seen it already, do check it out. Mercedes, I believe this is one of your favourites. It is my favourite Silly Symphony of all time. Well, my favourite Disney short of all time. It just cracks me up. <laughs> That 90-year-old humour. <laughs> there we go. And final bit of news, and arguably the most exciting thing, I think this is more exciting than any D23 news that we're going to be revealing this week. My good friend and fellow podcast host, Tash, has finally decided to make the trip to Orlando. You heard it here first. She will be visiting early next year. And I did put a little bit of a teaser for this on our Twitter this week. Um, I said that we wanted to hear from you. Did anyone have any tips for a Walt Disney World virgin? And so the following is what we got. So Simon says, podcast says, that the best thing to do is not to do too much at once and try and take it in, ease yourself into it. I can imagine you're feeling quite overwhelmed already. Um, I mean, I'm super excited and I'm already doing lots and lots of planning. Um, I think for me anyway, part of... Now I'm a bit older, part of the whole thing with going to Disney parks is going and just kind of taking it a bit slower and taking everything in because I feel like if you rush around and just focus on doing rides and attractions and getting everything done, you really miss the finer details of the park and there are so many of them. So yeah, I'm kind of quite prepared to go a bit slower and perfect. Soak it all up. Great. And you mentioned planning there. Obviously, planning is key. uh, But the DISPN Twitter account has also said plan it, but don't over plan it because at some point your plan will fail and then you'll feel a bit flustered. Uh, The theme park post also said similarly to what you've just said Tash take it all in try and go slow and steady if you can take plenty of uh, breaks it can be quite overwhelming for some and obviously get ready for the heat it is going to be hot yes and you're going I'm going in February but I think it's still meant to be about 24-25 degrees it's always hot a British summer exactly (laughs) exactly Um, and finally uh, one more tweet that I just wanted to um, share as well Brian Walter said definitely check out the Disney dining plan I know you're staying off site but there are some really really great savings i mean i plug this dining plan the whole time on this um podcast so yes uh definitely one to check out as well and um yeah definitely and we will be talking lots more about this as it gets closer to my trip so do stay tuned and if you do have any more tips then do get in touch and let us know 
Great. So that is pretty much everything that's been happening this week. We are now going to head into the main part of the episode, our part one of the D23 Expo. So as Tash explained in the intro, we are going to be sharing uh, half of the D23 Expo revelations and you will want to come back to the Chat Disney podcast next Monday for everything else that is in store. So Tash, shall we kick off as you're heading over to Florida, shall we kick off with Epcot? Let's kick off with Epcot. Um, So I'm very excited, although I don't know if... I'm sure many of these installments are not going to be there in time for me. Um, at first, I was a little bit worried that it's maybe going to affect other things while I'm there, but who knows? We'll have to wait and see. So the first um, very exciting announcement is they are installing a Moana attraction. Um, we know that this is going to be called Journey of Water. Um, we don't know too much else about it at the moment. What I've read is that it's um, kind of something where guests can interact with magical water. Yes. So make your mind up about that, what it may be. The um, concept art doesn't look like a ride in the traditional no. sense. It looks, I think there's a mother and a child yeah. staring at a waterfall. Yeah, with the Moana symbol, the spiral. Spiral, that's it. I think it's going to be more of a sort of interactive walkthrough experience potentially but as Tash said we don't know and um, Epcot as well I mean a lot of people were very excited about Epcot some of the um, early news that came on the Friday was obviously the new logo for Epcot which I really like I think it's really tastefully done it's a nice adaptation of the traditional Epcot logo but it's you know it's not veering too far off I know Hollywood Studios had a new logo revealed last year and there was a bit of an uproar because it was um significantly weaker than the original Hollywood Studios logo so I think this Epcot one is quite nice and what's really lovely as well is that they've created a whole suite of logos now to represent each of the different areas of Epcot and I think certainly when we've spoken on this podcast before and I've tried to explain Epcot to you and how it's kind of well structured with the exception of World Showcase it's very difficult to kind of articulate you've got future world and then you've got like the imagination pavilion and it's it is a little bit disjointed and fragmented so hopefully this suite of logos and these um kind of identifiers for each area of the park will give the overall park a little bit more of a a general sort of theme and obviously I work in marketing so a suite of new logos unifying everything is like my dream um but yeah I I um I'm really excited about that I think some really exciting news uh, about Epcot definitely if you're heading over to Walt Disney World from October um they are going to be having an Epcot experience which I believe is going to be an interactive exhibit um where you can go and kind of see and even sort of experience a little bit of some of what they are doing so if you are going over it from October do check that out I'm very happy that that will probably be there when I'm there so I can maybe get a bit of a feel of some of the things that are coming because who knows when I will go again yeah it's already taken me 29 years <laughs> <laughs> absolutely and there will be a lot more uh, for us to chat about Epcot next week so tune in for that 
Um, I think the D23 announcement I was most excited about was the secret project. Yes, I think this is the same for a lot of people. Yes, so just to give you guys a bit of background, if you're not familiar with this or you're not on social media, um, the D23 Expo published the schedule every year. So they'll say, uh, you know, 9 till 11 on the Friday, we're going to be having an Epcot seminar and we're going to be revealing what's happening there and then 11 till 1 we're going to be talking about Marvel movies or whatever they're normally pretty open about what's to come uh, but there was this mystery slot on the Friday that was simply entitled Disney Secret Project and on Twitter the most popular um, kind of rumours for, for what that secret project was going to be was um, a Disney park opening in India that was Ooh, a very popular one. That one. Yeah, Mumbai Disneyland was very popular. Um, and another one as well was that Disneyland in Orlando, Walt Disney World, were going to be opening their fifth gate. Um, so essentially opening their fifth theme park in Orlando, which would have been pretty exciting. But unfortunately, neither of those rumours were true. Uh, Disney's secret project is a 52, I believe, episode series that's coming to Disney Plus entitled One Day in, at Disney. I think that's right. Um, and essentially, I mean, it's, it's pretty exciting. I'm actually genuinely excited about it. I'm this. really excited about yeah. it. But in terms of the hype, I don't think the hype justifies it. Definitely not. So um, One Day is essentially going to be, um, as I said, a TV series on Disney+. Plus, and every episode is going to look into the life of a Disney cast member. And there's a lovely trailer online. If you haven't seen it already, I really, really suggest that you check it out. The trailer made me really emotional. Yeah. It was the music and everything. Very emotional. Yeah, very definitely. Well and you get to see cast members, you know, the, the actresses that play Anna and Elsa in the Frozen um, production in Disneyland California you get to see them sort of rehearsing so it's it's quite you know a, a, um, a big jump for Disney I think perhaps that's why it was a secret because you know they are so guarded about what sort of behind the scenes stuff and backstage stuff they give um, consumers access to so potentially that's why there's been a lot of secrecy and what I find quite interesting as well um, is that Disney at the moment are really struggling with staff on social media so obviously we've got a lot of people that are friends with characters taking sort of backstage images and putting them on Twitter and things there's actually a really famous account that Disney are um, currently in a bit of a lawsuit with they're trying to get it taken down because people have been posting some inappropriate backstage images so I almost feel like this TV show is Disney's opportunity to take ownership of that and say yeah you can have some access this is the access you're having and they know that people are interested and want that access but they can control it this way definitely yeah I think you're completely right there I think they've been very sensible with making this and I think that is exactly why they've done it it kind of satisfies satisfies the fans without giving too much away because you don't want the magic to be given away completely do you no. so yeah they are also bringing out a book as well so I don't know if that is also in December when the series is coming out so stay tuned for that as well but yeah I am very very excited for this one good Christmas present if you've got yeah. any Disney fans to buy for a nice coffee table book definitely <laughs> yes that will definitely be on my Christmas list this year yes while we're talking about one day at Disney, um, obviously as it is on Disney Plus, let's stick with some of the other upcoming series and films that have been announced for Disney Plus. So um, I'll kick us off. The one I'm probably most excited about is Lizzie McGuire is coming back. Yay! How exciting! And it is going to be with Hilary Duff 
and it is going to be her in her 30s we're kind of following her new life I believe she lives in New York she's got her dream job she's got her dream man but she's still kind of making some errors and needs some guidance along the way so yeah I think this one is going to be a real taste of nostalgia for a lot of people sort of in our generation definitely and I hope that they don't give her I mean they have said she's got her dream job and dream man which is exciting but I hope they don't give her this kind of Bridget Jones you know because I always yes Lizzie was a bit of a klutz at school but you always kind of aspired to be her and her fashion was always quite quirky you know butterfly clips galore and I really looked up to her as a kid and I think um you know millennials across the country across the globe will agree with me that it would be nice to see her in that same way fashionable and kind of you know performing well in her everyday life but with that kind of clumsy goofy side definitely definitely I don't think we know at the moment if we're gonna see anything from Miranda and Gordo but watch this space I'm not 100% 100% confident that we will but no, well, Miranda, as long as they're not acknowledged yeah. I'll be happy with that Miranda wasn't in the movie was she so no, I'd that's be right. very surprised yeah. if she is in that definitely and in other sort of Disney Channel revival news for Disney Plus we've also got something I'm really really excited about as well a bit of a guilty pleasure High School Musical the musical the show and they've said this is not a reboot and this is not a continuation And if you've watched the trailer, it is very clear kind of what this means. So it is about a school, East High, so the same high school, but they're putting on a production of High School Musical, the musical, which is why it is called High School Musical, the musical, the show. So it's very self-aware. A moment that I absolutely love is you've got this white um, blonde boy who walks onto the stage and he's there for his audition, very flamboyant, quite casual. Uh, they look at him and they say Ryan and he goes actually Sharpay <laughs> and I just thought yes I am living for this um, I will definitely be tuning into that absolutely yeah I am very very excited I feel like with these announcements they've really thought of our generation with these so well done millennials with the cash yes millennials with the cash I think actually because Another thing, they probably know that a lot of people in our generation, we have all the Disney movies, we own them on DVD, Blu-ray, they need a way to get us to pay for the subscription. Yes. And this, I will definitely be paying for that now. Yeah, I think the only bit of D23 that, um, you know, news that we didn't get, and our UK listeners will definitely be hungry for this, is when is it going to be coming to the UK I know um, I think Disney Life obviously was their kind of guinea pig and lots of European countries had Disney Life and obviously that's kind of slowed down the process because there will be a transition for those that have Disney Life over to the new Disney Plus when it's released I personally and I've got no reason for thinking this it's just a bit of a stab in the dark but I think it will be early 2020 yeah I think you're probably right it's just a guess yeah um but yeah the uh, US version's being rolled out I think it's October this year isn't it it's um not that long now um but yeah I would I would my guess would be early 2020 so Tash what else can we look forward to on Disney plus so lots more series lots more films so let's go through some more series so we've got Forky asks a question our old pal Forky from Toy Story 4 is back clearly the marketing bods at Disney thought they did a stellar job with with Forky um, in the new Toy Story 4 so he is going to be coming back to our screens in a series of shorts so we don't know a lot else about that at the moment but it sounds 
sweet so stay tuned for that we've also got an animated marvel series coming called what if each of the episodes is going to be dedicated to one of the 23 marvel cinematic universe movies and lots of the original voice actors that voice those heroes will be coming back for this animated series so that'll be pretty cool probably one that i won't watch um i do really like marvel but I'm not sure i will get on board with an animated series but i can definitely see that there's a very big audience for that i'm very excited to see kind of what style of animation they go for with mm. this if it will kind of look very disney or if it will kind of be its own thing i'd like it to kind of for me personally if it could sort of hark back to the traditional Stanley comics I think yeah. that would be lovely um, and a really lovely memoir to him I really like the name as well what if it, it almost makes me think that it's going to be the traditional stories but with a twist like what if Spider-Man didn't get bitten by the spider or what oh, if, okay, what if yeah. Mary Jane had got bitten by the spider or something that's that's how I've interpreted it but at the moment obviously the knowledge that we have is very limited definitely the Muppets are also going to be making a comeback. Um, we don't know much about this at the moment, but they are bringing back. It's an unscripted short form series. Um, this is going to be coming to Disney Plus in 2020. And I think kind of similar to the early series, it's going to uh, feature a lot of celebrity guests and stars. So, um, yeah, um, The Muppets for me is one... I actually do quite like the Muppets, although I've never really watched a lot of them, but I do appreciate them in their form. My grumpy boyfriend, I think the only thing he hates more than Disney is Muppets. Is it really? He never knew that. absolutely despises the Muppets. Like, if I'm watching a Disney movie and it's on in the background, he can tolerate it. If the Muppets are on TV, he's literally, like, turned that off. He cannot... <laughs> bear them so that will definitely be on in my household next year excellent <laughs> another series that i'm personally really excited about my mate ewan is coming back christian from moulin rouge ewan mcgregor um he's been doing a lot of stuff with disney recently obviously starring as christopher robin in the the title movie last year um so yes ewan mcgregor has got his own series entitled kenobi no prizes for guessing what it's about it is a look into the life of obi-wan uh from the star wars series and i'm at, i'm really looking forward to that and that is one that um, my boyfriend and i will certainly be watching on a weekday evening after work i can imagine with takeaway pizza in tow yeah it's it's good that they are sort of bringing so much to disney plus and also that they are keeping so many of the original actors in line with these things as well they have to i mean they're competing with the likes of netflix which has original series like stranger things rupaul's drag race orange is the new black there's some massive massive netflix um tv shows that disney are up against here so they're really really pulling out all of the stops which makes me really excited um, another star wars series as well while we're talking about star wars um, is the Mandalorian not to be confused with the DeLorean from Back to the Future um, which is going to be a brand new series on Netflix um, about a bounty hunter in that galaxy so that will be pretty exciting too I'm sure cool one I think that is a little bit different that people were going crazy for on the Twitter sphere yesterday is the world according to Jeff Goldblum <laughs> <laughs> which I think is a great idea. Jeff Goldblum is obviously adored by fans, so I think a lot of people are very, very excited about this one. Um, this is going to be a series where pretty much it seems it does what it says on the tin. We are going to be seeing the world through Jeff's eyes. It looks like in the trailer that he is kind of going off and 
exploring kind of different things that he's interested in and yeah taking us along for the ride so I'm sure with his very cool calm character um, and his wit it will be definitely one to watch definitely and heading back over into marvel as well some more disney plus announcements for marvel we've got some brand new characters coming which i'm really looking forward to miss marvel she hulk and moon knight we don't know yet whether these are going to be original series or original movies but they are definitely coming yes god (laughs) there's still more for disney plus more announcements (laughs) another series um encore has been announced so I really like the look of this one. The vibe of it from the trailer is very much giving me a Queer Eye kind of vibe. So if you haven't um, heard about it or seen the trailer yet, do check it out. It looks like it's going to be an emotional roller coaster. I know for a fact my husband is absolutely going to love this series. So I believe the premise of it is that they go um, to kind of people who were very big in musical theatre in high school and college and kind of took the lead roles in a lot of shows like Grease, etc. Um, and then they've kind of moved on and not done anything with musical theatre and they've kind of got normal jobs, you know, working, you know, in the catering industry or in retail. And it's kind of going and giving them this chance to kind of bring back their their theatre theatrical side um and putting together a show so yeah it looks like that one is going to be quite um an emotional journey so yeah i think that one will be very very good and it's starring uh kristen bell isn't it yes it looks like she is either narrating it or introducing it or something so yeah she's involved with it so definitely yeah i that make yeah you talking about that like makes me well up yeah because i was that kid that uh-huh. wanted to be a star yeah for hey marketing instead yeah it's going to be very relatable <laughs> to a lot of people i think definitely so, yeah and lady and the tramp was a big one that we did speak about in previous episodes but we finally got the trailer for that i actually haven't seen it uh so tune in next week and we will be doing a live trailer reaction for the live action lady and the tramp which will be an exclusive disney plus movie yes so we won't say too much about that now all i will say is that because we talked about the poster i can't remember if it was last week or the week before and we kind of talked about how they looked like these kind of raggedy puppets um the beginning of the trailer i was like oh actually this doesn't look as bad as i had anticipated and then tramp comes along and starts talking and it all goes downhill from there so i'm very excited to see how you respond to the trailer next week probably not very well but (laughs) um yeah definitely tune in next week to hear my probable disgust (laughs) at that trailer do we have any more disney plus announcements i feel like we've done so many for now we'll leave it there uh but as we said there's loads more d23 news coming next week um so yeah check in next week for more on disney plus for now should we head over to parks and resorts again let's so let's start in well this is paris and california a shared bit of news um we've known for quite some time that marvel lands would be coming to each of those parks so it's disney california adventure that i'm talking about and also walt disney studios in paris uh but we finally have a name for the marvel land are you ready drum roll please what would you have called it first I feel like you're asking the wrong person because I'm not super into Marvel, but I would have called it something a lot better than what is. I think I would have called it like Marvelverse or that's really rubbish or like... Marvelverse isn't bad. Uh, Isn't it? 
Marvel Land's probably Even better. Even Marvel Land is better. So, yeah, without further ado, I will announce the name that the Walt Disney Company have assigned to their Marvel Land. It is Avengers Campus. This, to me, just doesn't sound like a Disney land. It, mm. uh, it sounds... What it does it now to you? Nastiness. Campus. It, it reminds me... It Campus. It reminds me of camp. It reminds me of, like... Some what it would Avengers Campus to me would suggest it's going to be like the Davy Crockett Ranch. It's an area for accommodation. It's a resort where people can go and stay, and it's a camping kind of vibe. I know I'm going too much with the word campus there, but that is what it instantly suggests to me. It does not sound like a land where there's going to be rides and attractions and what have you. I would agree with you. For me, the word campus doesn't connote rides and attractions either. What it does for me, and I don't know if this is right or not because we don't know very much about those lands yet, for me, it kind of gives more of a vibe of training. So campus is obviously used for university. So Avengers Campus, for me almost is like come on cadets enroll in the marvel oh, okay do you know what i mean a bit like the jedi academy that they've done yeah. before i see it more as like a training facility maybe it is going to be a bit but like that, that also doesn't excite me either no <laughs> <laughs> guess what i do not want to train to be an avenger and um, i also am not that keen on the use of the word avengers now obviously in the most recent movies you know Endgame, affinity war we have seen the majority of the marvel cinematic universe characters pretty much all of them used within that franchise but because it is just generic Marvel, I mean, we've just listed off Miss Marvel, She-Hulk, Moon Knight, these new characters that are coming. And one would assume that none of them are going to be in the park because of the fact that it's Avengers and they're not Avengers. Or maybe they'll be Avengers one day. I don't know. But for me, it limits who they can use. Definitely. And I really hope it doesn't become messy in future years where they start putting Marvel characters in there that aren't Avengers. But maybe that's the point. Maybe they do want to keep it exclusive as the Avengers because we don't know. Obviously, Disney Plus isn't out yet, so we don't know what it's going to look like in terms of will we start seeing stuff from Disney Plus in the parks? Mm. Do you know what I mean? Is that stuff going to be canon? If you go to an Obi-Wan Kenobi meet and greet, not that you can, but let's pretend you could... Are they only going to treat, you know, stuff that's happened in the traditional franchise of movies as canon or a little tidbits from the Ewan McGregor series now relevant for that character too? So there's lots yeah. of different, you know, elements they need to think about in terms of parks and resorts that flows into Disney+. Plus. So maybe that's why they're keeping it as Avengers to kind of keep it secluded in that sense. Yeah, you could be right there, actually. That would make more logical sense. But then... I don't know, yeah, I think you're right. It will be interesting to see how they do handle the whole Disney Plus thing because it could get quite messy yeah, um, and yeah. very non-linear and, yeah, definitely. And for those of you that aren't interested, that aren't already aware, the Avengers Campus in Walt Disney Studios is going to be situated approximately where the Aerosmith um, rock and roller coaster and also the Armageddon attractions are so both of those attractions are um, closing or have closed um, so that is where that's going to be and I personally I mean we already knew about this we're also getting Galaxy's Edge in Disneyland Paris and we're also going to be getting a brand new Frozen Land that's going to be unique to that park and I think that that is going to be a really exciting theme park to visit once all of those lands are up and running um, in Disney's California Adventure the Avengers Campus is going Going to be to the right hand side of Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout. Obviously, that attraction was originally Tower of Terror. It was updated quite recently, and therefore, with the Guardians.
Guardians of the Galaxy overlay will theme in very nicely to the Avengers campus. Definitely. Um, let's move over to another favourite subject of mine when it comes to parks, Star Wars. <laughs> uh, nice. Um, so at Walt Disney World, there is going to be a Star Wars hotel um, and they have announced that there is going to be the Galactic Star Cruiser, um, which is basically you can have a two night stay on a starship, um, which actually does, I have to admit, look very, very cool. Um, there's going to be a lot of character interaction on it and interaction. I think there's going to be stuff going on and stuff you can get involved with. It kind of sounds like there's almost going to be a bit of a story to it when you go and you can get involved with different things. So yeah, I think, I mean, I'm sure that one is going to be very, very pricey, but I think if you are a Star Wars fan, this could be a very, very decent experience. But if it is more like an experience type thing, I guess what you could do, yes, it's a lot of hassle for us coming from the UK who have flown and things, but you could always do like a night there. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So I'm really excited to know is how the exterior is going to look, because what I imagine it will probably be is that you'll go into um, almost like a sort of spaceport airport type building and there'll be like pod kind of doors where they're like right this is how you get onto your aircraft a bit like if you go to the airport obviously you go into a normal airport and then you walk down like a tunnel to get to the airplane because I think that way you'll never for Disney they'll never actually have to have these physical um galactic star cruisers like because I can't imagine there'll be like 50 of them like do you know what I mean it's going to be through sort of the magic of Disney that they're able to create this experience so I personally think it will be that kind of yeah starport type model whereby you check in and then you're taken to your star cruiser yeah you never actually see the star cruiser from the outside yeah it's just all sort of inside I think as well I could be wrong here but I think you can only say that for a maximum of two nights as well so I imagine it's going to be very limited so what you're saying is kind of right I mean I don't know if there is going to be sort of more of a hotel as well and then this is going to be a separate thing that's part of it I don't know stay tuned for more updates I guess also what would be really cool but this is just me being crazy it's like because it's in Walt Disney World as well it's like if you could if it was portable (laughs) so like you check in because otherwise like who wants to stay on you know a a galactic star cruiser that's stationary on the ground so like you check in Animal Kingdom say you get on your star cruiser you go to sleep and then you wake up at Epcot that would be amazing that would be amazing or maybe it'll be like it'll be like a simulator like your alarm clock you set it for eight and like the whole room will shake it'll be like you're taking off imagine if it's got like you know like um this is not disney so apologies i know that we're chat disney um but in universal they have the train that takes you from universal studios to universal island yeah and it's the hogwarts express and the windows look like you're traveling i i hope that there's like windows of like the galaxy that would in be in the cool. room and yeah. you can probably like you can pull the shutters down if you don't want to look because obviously some people might suffer from motion sickness or whatever but you might or if you could like turn it off or whatever but yeah to have the option and things could happen like you could see the death star in the distance like i would imagine that would be really cool um tash quick question for you i know obviously you're not really that into star wars yet and i say yet because it is my mission to break you at some point but taking that away just in terms of the actual proximity and the shape of the room and things how would you feel staying in a galactic star cruiser for the night i think i'd probably find it a bit claustrophobic you know 
Um, I like the idea of it. The idea is really cool. Um, as you say, I'm, and many of you might, our regular listeners probably know, I'm not a Star Wars fan yet. Um, but yeah, I like the concept of it. I think it's original. I think it's really good. But I think for me... I don't know. I, I like a bit of a nice hotel room, and for me, staying on a crew, a, a galactic, galactic star, star, cruiser. star cruiser, whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, I just imagine it to be quite dark and dingy. Yeah. Um, I imagine kids will love it if they're into Star Wars, but yeah, it's probably not one for me, really. What do no, you think? I, I'm I'm in complete agreement. And um, those of you that listen to our worst ever Disney attraction episode will know that the submarine experience in Anaheim made me feel very claustrophobic. The sense of being under the water and not be, having very much movement. I mean, I'm I yeah. It for me, I agree with you. I like a luxurious space when I'm on holiday, and this does not connote luxury to me. Um, I think for like one night, if it if it is a really like interactive experience like we discussed and they do have things like animated windows maybe there's a bit of a narrative maybe characters knock on the door Chewbacca's there and you know whatever I don't know some sort of amazing thing happens then sure I'm up for checking that out for a night um I would really like to see how the whole thing comes together but in terms of you know if I was on I know you said that there's a maximum capacity of two days but if I was on a two-week holiday in Orlando and I had to stay on a ship for two weeks I don't think I would like that no I I don't think I would as well I mean I think theming is is good and but I think this will be a bit too much yeah (laughs) Yeah. we'll we'll see time will tell definitely I think one of the uh, most anticipated things to come out on the exhibition on Friday was the Disney Legends ceremony and they do this every D23 exhibition um it was hosted by Bob Iger um and it basically pays respects to those people who have been involved in Disney in whatever reason helping to sort of keep the magic alive bring the creativity bring the imagination um so this year um quite a pretty good lineup um some of the honorees included Hans Zimmer. Um, obviously, he's done a lot of music with things like The Lion King. How was Hans Zimmer not already a Disney legend? I know. I was surprised. <laughs> I saw the name and was like, really? Yeah. Um, Ming-Na Wen was also in the lineup as well. And she obviously lends her vocal talent to the voice of Mulan. See, that's really interesting because obviously, as a big Princess Jasmine fan, I knew that Leah Solange did the singing voice of Jasmine. But I thought she did. I knew she did the singing voice of Mulan too. But I actually thought she did the vocal, like the speaking for Mulan as well. So I actually ah, there you go. I've never heard of little Mulan Disney Wen. trivia. For I've learned something today. There you go. We also had the likes of James L. Jones. Um, obviously goes without saying. I know why has he not been one already? Mufasa and Darth Vader. Yeah, I know. Crazy. He should definitely be a Disney. <laughs> he's now. He's now. Yeah. Robert Downey Jr., Tony Stark. I mean, he's not on the same level as James Earl Jones. Yeah, this is it. It's so like one to yeah. I know what you mean. Um, and Christina Aguilera, who opened the ceremony with a rendition of Reflection from Mulan, um, which was yeah, I definitely recommend watching that. 
Although, I didn't notice if she got my lyric in. <laughs> oh, yeah. Controversial. If you listen to our uh, top Disney songs episode, Tash threw a lyric in uh, for me in our <laughs> Quizzy Modo segment that is only in the Christina Aguilera version of Reflection. So did she sing that version or did she sing the version from the film? I actually don't know. I only saw a bit of it. <laughs> I will definitely be checking that out and uh, seeing if that lyric's in there. Definitely, definitely. But yeah, the Disney Legends programme, Sarah Mini, is a very nice way of as I said, of kind of um, commemorating people that have lent their talents, their ideas, their imagination, um, their creativity to Disney over the years. Um, but yeah, as we've kind of said, some quite surprising ones were in there this year who haven't already been. Bette Midler, another one. Wow. Yeah. Georgette from Oliver and Company. <laughs> yeah, I know. So um, yeah, Diane Sawyer. Wow, I get, what? Why is I don't, she? I, there was a couple I was a bit like, I don't know what their, I'm keeping to look up what their yeah, affiliation with the Disney is. Robin Roberts, who I believe is a news anchor. So for them, it could be potentially if their TV shows are on ABC. Because yes, Disney, I think you're right, actually. Disney owns ABC, yeah. so that is probably the link yeah. for those guys. Barnett Ritchie, who I believe had a strong hand in um, Fantasmic. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's a very worthy one. Anyone involved in Fantasmic is a Disney legend, in my estimation. Definitely, definitely. Cool. So that is pretty much everything that we're going to be talking about for our D23 episode this week. As we said at the beginning of the episode, there is loads more to talk about. So make sure you check out Chat Disney next Monday, because we will be talking about everything else at D23 and the exciting stuff that you guys have to look forward to. Just before we move on to our next section, um, we just wanted to read out a review that we got from a very lovely listener. Um, she said, this podcast is so easy to listen to as a biz- bit of a Disney obsessor myself. It covers so many topics of interest and has kept me hooked for every word of each episode. The girls are super relatable, down to earth and likeable and always have valid reasoning behind their opinions. I can't wait to hear more. So thank you very much for sharing that with us. Um, we love getting feedback, so please please do leave us a review if you can yes if you have the apple podcast app that is the place to do it if not and you just want to get in touch as tash said good feedback bad feedback we love to hear it all so definitely reach out to us on twitter at chat disney uk and instagram at chat disney we're now going to move on to the final part of the episode ohana ohana means family family means nobody. nobody Is left behind. So this week for Ohana Tash, I caught up with a good friend of mine, Laura, earlier this week. So we are now going to time travel and listen to that section. I'm very excited to see what she has to say. Laura is a very big Disney obsessive like us, so keen to hear her thoughts. So this week for Ohana, I am joined by the lovely Laura. Hi. Would you like to let the listeners know a little bit about who you are and how you know Tash and I? Um, so I'm Laura, as we just said, and I went to university with Mercedes. Uh, we got to know each other a bit at university, and then I think it's kind of in the last sort of year that we um, realised how much we both love Disney. So I think it actually was over... A Facebook post of mine where someone had said, oh, but didn't you know Walt Disney was racist? And Mercedes and I both kind of jumped on that and defended together. And since then, it's kind of just been a really tight bond. And then I met Tash at Mercedes' birthday this year, and it was a similar 
hit it off kind of thing but I would love to get to know her more. <laughs> yes um yeah great few points there that you touched upon that are great obviously Disney bringing people closer together which we're huge advocates for love that Walt Disney being racist maybe we won't talk about that for now <laughs> but that's a subject for another that's day a whole kettle of fish oh yeah <laughs> and um yeah of course the elusive Tash she was always in China whenever I had yeah. parties and things but um yes she is back on UK soil yeah. now so uh, I almost called you Tash then because <laughs> she's not here <laughs> stuck in my brain um Laura yes who are you in terms of Disney how did you get into the Walt Disney Company so my mum's convinced I'm adopted because we're not actually sure um I mean I'm sure but there's no one else in my family who has got this kind of obsession so I know with Tash her parents both really love Disney your parents took you to Disney a lot um so I guess when I was younger my dad's kind of very childlike still and he has this childlike innocence and they took me to Disneyland Paris as it was opening and obviously we're from the era where we had all the classic or our new classics coming out so I did go to the cinema and see things like The Lion King and stuff like that so I think um it just happened it was just it just resonated with me a lot every time I watched one of these films uh my dad and I are both quite movie geek well movie geek like excuse my language uh and um yeah I think it just kind of trickled in through that where we'd quote things to each other and my favorite films would always be the Disney films and then every time I wanted to go to a Disney store it just naturally kind of came through into me so yeah my mum has an ongoing joke that I'm not her daughter because she doesn't know she doesn't <laughs> where, know where it's, it's come, come from. from I love that because I think you know you touched upon there how Tash and I very much come from Disney families but we always say that no matter who you are as a child Disney is in pretty much everyone's life yeah. so it's nice that you've really sort of taken that by the horns and owned that and become a Disney obsessive yeah of course so when I have kids they will have the Disney mother like, of course it's trickling down it's fine down the generation yeah we're creating a new Disney family <laughs> love that I love that very much so you mentioned there you visited Paris with your mum and dad mm-hmm. where else have you been so I have been to Paris I've been to the Orlando Resort and I've just recently been to the Anaheim Resort so you've done all of the western yeah. parks which yeah. is pretty good I think you know not that many people when we chat to people there aren't that many people that have been to the Asian park so I think the fact you've done all three westerns is a, a good feat and um, would you say you have a favourite? Um, yeah actually and I never expected it to be quite like this but from the minute I walked through Disneyland Anaheim's gates uh, that was it completely in love um, so yeah I'd say my favourite is actually the Anaheim. Wow yeah. Tash would be pleased if she was here for sure <laughs> that is her absolute favourite as well and as I said on this podcast um, Disney California Adventure I wasn't expecting to love mm. that as much as I did and I absolutely fell in love with it as well. Yeah it's it's weird how it happened I think just because you know as a fellow Disney geek I had that kind of magic of walking through and knowing that everything there was something that Walt himself had had a say on um and even just the like I cried I just ugly cried so much (laughs) normally I cry a bit when I see the castle because it's like oh I'm home but Tom genuinely he said he just didn't know what to do because he looked at me and I was like a kid that just been like my ice cream had just been dropped or something I was bawling um, and then I saw the fire department and the light above the fire department and I cried again and he was like, people are going to think I beat you. I don't know what to do. <laughs> um, <laughs> and you actually did the Walking Walt's Footsteps tour as well, didn't you? Yes. Yeah, I did. Um, he booked it for me as a birthday present and 
again I just ugly cried the whole way through um I dread to think what people in that park thought of me honestly um it it was an amazing one you know you did it but um I think uh having that insight and hearing the little stories um I know that you did the uh Tiki Room we did the Alice in Wonderland Ark ride instead okay um and it was quite nice just having that a kind of insight into the main ideas behind things and also kind of how things were when it opened yes um so I don't did they tell you the story about Sammy Davis Jr and they the cars they did and I don't think I've shared it on this podcast so please tell our listeners oh uh-huh, this is pressure um I've got to remember <laughs> it um, that's alright I can help so there was I think it's where the Captain Nemo submarines are now uh there was a, originally a car kind of track where the idea was for children to learn how to drive before their driver's ed and everything uh, and it opened and Walt asked one of his park designers to take a couple of kids on one of the cars to ride around. So they did. And the kids being kids were like, oh, it's like bumper cars and got him to drive into another car, which he very happily did. But um, they didn't think it through. And the person in the other car ended up being punted out of the car and into a bush. And then it turns out that that was Sammy Davis Jr. So, yeah, little awkward stories like that that we heard about and hearing about how the design of the monorail, how it's one of the only monorails to come through from a German design with the one-line track rather than it being suspended and things like that. It was just really interesting. Yeah, very insightful for sure. Mm. Yes. Okay, cool. So that was your most recent trip. Um, Would you say, I mean, the trip that I really want to talk to you about was your honeymoon, obviously. Um, Which trip would you say was your most kind of, uh, you know, magical, this is incredible, whirlwind Well, I mean, it has to be my honeymoon. So (laughs) we went to Walt Disney World for honeymoon Um, And the most magical thing about that was that it was my then fiancé, now husband's idea, uh, which nobody believes, but I (laughs) promise you, listeners, it was my husband's idea. Um, Originally, we were looking at Hawaii and just the prices that were coming up. I just happened to do a throwaway comment of it's ridiculous because for half that money, we could do all inclusive, essentially, at Disney. And um, a couple of weeks later, he kind of came into the room shuffling his feet and said, "Why, why don't we do Disney then? And I didn't wait for him to change his mind. I just went in and booked. But um, I love that. Yeah, um, it was it was really magical. Um, I would honestly recommend it to anybody going for a big celebration to go to a Disney park because the treatment you get. So we came in straight away. You know, we flew out with Virgin. We actually put the whole thing through thing through Virgin, and I really couldn't recommend it more. I thought they were really brilliant for it. Um, straight away they gave us, they couldn't upgrade us, but they gave us seats. So we had spare seats next to us so we can spread out a bit. Uh, we got picked up, you know, happy, ecstatic, enthusiastic people picking us up on the coach. Coach over to, we stayed at the Port Orleans Riverside. Um, coach over to there playing old school Mickey Mouse cartoons in the coach. So again, I was crying. I don't know what's wrong with me. Um, <laughs> and then um, we came in and they said, oh, you know, what are you guys here for? And we said, oh, we're here for our honeymoon. And straight away they gave us these badges and a load of like upgrades on the room. So they upgraded us to a better room. Um, just, yeah, we were just treated like royalty just because we had these badges on that said happily ever after. So every restaurant we went into, they said, oh, congratulations. And then gave us, so like in Epcot, there's this really big aquarium restaurant. 
and they sat us right in the middle underneath all the aquarium with no one around us. Oh, lovely. Yeah, so things like that. And also because people knew we were going there for our wedding, everyone gave us dollars, so we had so much spending money. Great. I had to buy another suitcase to come back. Like, it got to the point where Tom was like, you're out of control. <laughs> um, I, yeah, bought myself a massive stitch because I find that actually the Florida park is probably the most reasonable in terms of pricing as well for merchandise. Mm-hmm. So then on the way back, they gave us an extra seat for him so he could sit next to me <laughs> on the plane home. Brilliant. Um, yeah just everything about it was just perfect I honestly could not fault it even though it was like the end of the hurricane season um, in fact there was one night where we were watching um, it was Wishes still at that point yeah and uh, it was the first night of watching it and I was all excited and then click of the fingers Elsa starts singing and instead of snow the rain comes down oh no and within 20 minutes the park had flooded um, so they actually had their emergency procedure in place where they were all rushing us into the shops just to try and get us safe and out of the wow. rain. And because it's Disney and all the fireworks are automated, it was the, all the fireworks were still going off during this like massive flooding hurricane. And yeah, even amazing. that was magical. <laughs> yeah, that was an amazing story. And I think, yeah, you know, we, we said earlier in this podcast, Tash has just announced that she is going to Florida for the first time in February. Uh, Tash, be prepared. When it rains in Florida, it rains. Yeah, when it rains, it pours. It's... Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Great. So <laughs> we've spoken a lot about parks. What are your favourite Disney films? Okay. I've made a list because I knew this was going to come. Yes. Um, I love that. Are we going Disney or Pixar? We'll go Disney. Okay. So my top Disney films, and this was really difficult because I'm one of these people that I, I find it difficult to hear anything bad about Disney. I just love everything I watch of theirs. But I have got a top, t- a top 10. So number 10 for me was Oliver and Company. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's one of their most underrated films. I love the soundtrack. I love that it's, you know, Oliver Twist, but with a twist. Oh, I'll see what I did there. Nice. Um, you know, I love the animation. Um, you know, I, I know that it's kind of the lazy animation that they did, but I actually think it really fits for the film. Yeah. Um, and I also love that they kind of took Fagin and they kind of concentrated more on his kind side and had this guy who was just trying to give dogs a really nice life and, you know, taking on all these stray dogs. I just love the idea of that. I know that'll be me. Yes, for anyone Uh, that doesn't know Laura, she uh, loves dogs and I can definitely vouch for the fact that she would be that person (laughs) in that movie. Yeah, my dogs just walk all over me. I seem to collect dogs as well. Um, My friend made a joke the other day that we we have two of our own dogs, but we seem to have three just with breaks in between at the moment. Um, So, yeah, Oliver and Company for me, I love it. And I always remember as well when you'd get a new VHS um, and you'd watch it and you'd go through the adverts and it'd always be that advert of um, Dodger going, watch an hour of it. Because it's such a good song. Yeah, and I remember the like the fire hydrant bit. And, yeah, so it just was the excitement of watching a Disney film as well. Yeah, I love that film. Oh, that's great. I love that too. Number nine? Number nine for me is Lilo and Stitch. Okay. I thought this would be higher up, and it was higher up, but then as I was making my list, I realised that it needed to be that tiny bit lower down. Mm -hmm. Um, But that film, everything about it... So that film is one of the films that my dad and I can just quote word for word at each other. And there's little kind of moments in there, like Ohana is a beautiful sentiment, which I adore. That's why we've named Um, this segment after Ohana. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Um, And just the little one-liners, like... We we have a joke with my dogs again, um, where there's that scene where he's like, oh, blah, 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 to Jumba, and Jumba's like, you want me to help you just like that? And Stitch just says, eat. And he goes, fine. <laughs> and so we say this is what my dogs are like, because they Aww. can make us insane. Love and then, that. yeah, um, and then, yeah, 
just the whole thing it's just brilliant that and was plus, a great impression of Stitch by the way thank you I can do a <laughs> and that's about it it's good I can do like oh, that's my yeah nice my, um, I like that yeah I'm hoping that you're not going to ask me to do a different one later no no that was my, uh, that was my top trump well, we we always when we when we first started Ahana we said we would always get the person to do a Stitch impression this started because my sister was the first person to come mm. on Ahana she's very good at it then we had Dan, who just point blank refused. So that is over. <laughs> Damn it, Dan! I know he ruined it. Maybe we need to bring it back. Well, there you go. Number eight. Number eight is Goofy Movie. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So I love this film. Everything about this film is just amazing, and it no one knows it. Like no one talks about it. And actually, I remembered because every time I've got Disney Life. And every time I have a bad day, I'll turn Disney Life on and it's always Goofy Movie I go to to switch on. And, um, you know, I've made my goddaughters watch it now and then they walk around singing, stand out. And, you know, yeah, it's just, like, what's not to like about Goofy Movie? I think that Goofy Movie is definitely becoming, I think as millennials are starting to grow up and have yeah. more disposable income and therefore make more of a dent into the Walt Disney Company, they are investing a lot more in some of those 90s classics. <laughs> and you can meet Powerline now at the Disney parks. Um, they have 90s night in Anaheim. Yeah. And there's often a lot of Goofy I movie think, stuff um, in there. Todrick Hall did quite a lot for it as well. Yes. Because Todrick Hall obviously had that amazing Powerline outfit for Halloween and then people didn't really know who that was so I think that's starting to I would agree with you yeah number seven number seven I'm really sorry it's Moana okay I know how you feel about this film (laughs) (laughs) but um Moana I went into the cinema and we have a tradition that on Boxing Day we go and see a film now so it was our Boxing Day film my ex-boyfriend used to have that tradition yeah I think it might have been Christmas Eve but yeah yeah it's just this yeah it's a tradition now we saw the greatest showman not Disney Bell um reference we actually need to get that bell we're going to do it. <laughs> we do. Um, I think you do. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I I love... I think the main reason I love Moana is just I love the soundtrack. It's that opening scene where she's the baby and she goes out into the sea and there's that beautiful... I think it's Nicole Scherzinger under her Hawaiian name mm-hmm. um, singing that... Da, 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 da. And the animation is so beautiful and the ocean is so cute in only a way that Disney could make water cute. Um and yeah, I just think the soundtrack is stunning. I love how she's, you know, a young girl who's finding her own thing, who's not a princess. She's a warrior. She's a voyager and is holding her own against Maui. And I just, yeah, I really love everything that that film stands for. Yeah, I don't disagree with you. I think when I first watched Moana, I had the exact same reaction at mm. that scene. But unfortunately, everything kind of tumbled down for yeah. me from that point. But I agree with you. I think that that opening yeah. is stunning. It's a shame as well, because um, Shiny, Tom, my husband, loves Tamatoa. And uh, we have a joke that my husband and Mercedes' boyfriend are pretty much the same person. So Tom is also known as Grumpy in our household. <laughs> um, and he will be walking around and I'll catch him at putting laundry away singing shiny nice yeah so it's just well he'll he'll kill me for this but they are more similar than you think he um grumpy my grumpy not your (laughs) grumpy um when he is kite surfing uh, not always but he's told me that on occasion he's had part of your world stuck in his head (laughs) and he will kill me for sharing that i love that right number six princess and the frog Good choice. Um, I have always said that if ever I have a little girl, her name will be Tiana. Very nice. Mainly because then her nickname could be Arno, and it's two princesses for the price of one. I love that um, logic. You shouldn't have told everyone that. They're going to have people stealing uh, her name. Uh, I'm copywriting it. <laughs> <laughs> Patented now. Um, Brilliant. But um, uh, again, it's to just to do with Tiana herself. I love the whole 
you wish upon that star but don't forget that star can only get you part of the way yes. logic i love how they started teaching little girls that i love that's when the whole dream big princess movement started to come in a little bit more um i love that she is the one who was sorting things out and naveen's kind of like hey i'm just you know doing doing whatever i want to do um i also think naveen has got some of the best one-liners in the entire disney history so things like because your head it is in the tuba things like that just every time have me in stitches of laughter and also beignets Oh, yeah. yeah. You know how I am with my Disney food. Hell yeah. Right, top five. So, number five, Hercules. Yes. Um, I, there's nothing else to say, really. Hercules. Hades is the most amazing villain ever. I agree. Soundtrack is incredible. Um, I really took a deep listen, and I really recommend it for anyone else. Um, I really deeply listened to all the gospel truths the other day, and I actually listened to the musicality in them and how they have that deep growl for the whole he will be and oh yeah it's beautiful that movie I I am going to go out on a whim here and say I think that is the most underrated Disney movie of all time I would completely agree I wish that Megara was around more Um, her song is my probably my one of my favorite ever um yeah, just and also I think it was um we did the premiere thing that you guys used to do for Hercules. Mm, yeah. So we came in, I had like a Hercules t shirt and Hydra masks and Love that. Yeah, we as a family we kind of obsessed over that film. It's a great film. Number four? The Lion King. I just know it's look it's in everyone's oh, top fives. That's I why know, I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I was trying to think, oh, oh but the truth is that just the original Lion King is probably one of the best pieces. No, I I can see why it's got the following yeah. that it's got. And also I kind of claim it as British as well, because it's Hamlet. Yeah, I'll take so, that. Yeah, and so I'm kind of like, well, you know, we inspired that anyway. Rowan so. Atkinson, Jeremy Irons. Yeah, exactly. And Jeremy Irons um actually lives near my grandma. So when oh. the film came out, I went um to my grandma's when it was snowing and we were on top of this really snowy hill going slaying and I heard Jeremy Irons voice and I'd just seen The Lion King and I don't remember this but apparently I made a massive fool of myself because all I could say to him was Uncle Scar um <laughs> so amazing it was like little six-year-old running around going Uncle Scar and his reaction was apparently just yes um that's excellent he that and my is such nan, a good anecdote I know I that. he and my nan they get on quite well um she jokes that he always gives her a kiss on the cheek when he sees her so um proper gent yeah love so that. uh I, yeah, I just love the Lion King great number three Tangled that is a strong choice yeah Tangled is so much better than Frozen I'm so sorry everyone but it is um it, it like I saw Tangled actually I was in the States in 2013 and it had just come out there and I went to see it with my cousin Zena, and it was in 3D and it was one of those moments that especially that lantern scene and the lights all came out and she's you know in her 30s at this point and she reached out and tried to grab the lantern wow okay and it's like moments like that and just it had been such a long time since they had come out with such a brilliant film yeah like they'd been good but they hadn't been to the standard that we were used to from them agree. for quite a while yeah um, so then Tangle came out, it was just this breath of fresh air, and to have this beautiful princess that could really fight with a frying pan, which I really resonate with as well, because I used to, um, when I used to get home from school and the, the alarm had been going off at home, I had a frying pan hidden in my front, in our like, front Amazing. hallway, Amazing. and I used to walk around with a frying pan in case there were villains there. So when Disney then discovers the amazingness of a frying pan as a weapon... 
I felt violated at first. Of course, they've stolen your yeah, weapon. But then I understood. Yeah. Um, so Tangled is really up there for me. Great. Um, yeah, modern day classic. Very much so. And number two. Aladdin. Yes. Um, so I'm half Iraqi. Yes. Um, and I don't look it at all, especially now I'm blonde. But um, <laughs> my as growing up, Jasmine was a massive thing for me. Um, you know, she's my favourite princess. Yeah. As is yours. Um, and... I think just having that Arabian Nights and also as an Arab, Arabian Nights is not offensive. Okay, like, that's interesting for you to say. Yeah, um, my family we sing it. We've had Arabian Nights parties and stuff for things because I mean there's a few lyrics in there that are a bit, uh, but the whole Arabian Nights theme is quite a known theme amongst us. Yes. Um, I mean we're quite Western Arabs, so each to their own. But for us, we've always quite liked the theme of Arabian Nights. Cool. Um, and we loved how. It was kind of a look into how it was, how life was. And my nan loves this film as well. Um, and I especially love the new one because I feel like there's a lot more of the kind of Arab influence in the new one. Like yes. the belly dancing scenes and stuff like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. So, yeah, I was really relieved with that. Good. And what's your favourite Disney movie of all time? <sighs> feels like, I feel so basic. It's Beauty and the Beast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I have the same thing. Yeah. I... I, I really want it to not be, and I really want to be more hipster than that, but it is Beauty and the Beast. From the minute you hear that, dun, 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 and the glass window comes in, at, I'm hooked. Aww. It's the most perfect film in the world. I would agree. I think that that was a really lovely little snapshot into your love of Disney <laughs> films. Um, so we are going to move on to a quick game of this or that. Okay. But first my favourite question mm. more importantly Tash's favourite question she's not here so hopefully I will do it justice for her <laughs> what is your unpopular Disney opinion my unpopular Disney opinion is that The Good Dinosaur was actually quite a good film Oh, <laughs> that is very unpopular I know I know and I I get why it's not I get it was a bit of a flop but I just think the animation is really beautiful um, and it takes my breath away, that scene where Arlo's with his dad in the field and his dad gets all the fireflies up. Um, I just think it's it's a really beautiful piece of animation. Um, yeah, I think Tash was obviously very vocal about her hatred of this movie recently, but even she said that that firefly scene yeah. was quite nice. So uh, And it's also the first film that they had the kind of use of not narcotics, but hallucination yes. stuff since Dumbo. Yes. Um, and I'm a fan of the pink elephants. I think they're brilliantly random. So um, there yeah. you are. Yeah. Great. Okay. <laughs> no, that's good. So this or that. So for listeners at home, please do play along as well. If you're new to the podcast, this or that is the game where we give our Ohana guest, so Laura, some quick fire either or options and she just needs to tell us her preference out of the two okay are you ready yeah okay disneyland paris the magic kingdom style park or the florida magic kingdom uh florida magic kingdom mickey or minnie mickey rapunzel or bell oh that's hard bell aladdin or beauty and the beast i think you've just answered this yeah one. beauty and the beast anaheim or florida Anaheim. Now, see, it's interesting because I know you said Anaheim was your favourite. Yeah. And I didn't know if that was because you just come back and you're on a bit of a high, but would you, would you still go to Florida? I think 
if I had to, I'm basing it on Magic Kingdoms. Okay. Um, obviously, Florida as a resort is the best out there. So Florida as a resort. Yeah. Okay. But based on Magic Kingdoms and Anaheim. Okay, cool. Uh, Dole Whip or churros? Churros. Churros or beignets? Beignets. Beignets or pretzels? Beignets. Okay, there we are. I That's think. cool. Oh no, pretzels. No beignets. 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 I'm okay. sticking with my first choice. No, that is all, first choice is what it's all about. <laughs> uh, Princess Jasmine mm. or Mickey Mouse? Oh, <laughs> I'm gonna say Mickey just because with no Mickey, there's no Disney. That is lovely. I love that. Very poetic. The lantern scene in Tangled, mm. or the ballroom scene in the Beauty and the Beast movie. Oh gosh. Yeah, I know, right? The ballroom scene <laughs> in the Beauty and the Beast movie because in Orlando there is the Beauty and the Beast Be Our Guest restaurant. There is indeed. And you can actually walk in and be in that ballroom. Um, and there is the tangled area in there, but it's not the same. So okay. I think just because of having been in there and feeling that as well, the ballroom okay. scene. No, I think that's fair. Uh, the Be Our Guest restaurant in uh, the Magic Kingdom in Florida. Yeah. Or having breakfast with the princesses in Cinderella Castle. Oh, um, the Be Our Guest restaurant, just because breakfast, I feel like I'm not awake enough to not make an idiot of myself when that I'm around the princess. That is a nice rationale, I like that. Yeah. Uh, Disney or Pixar? Mm. Based on what, like just general or just, the film? Just general. Disney, Disney. And based on the films? Pixar. Really? I, so I made a top 10 of my Pixar as well, just in case, and I realised that there are no Pixar things I don't like. I wow. found it really hard. Okay, so I mean, I would say that is probably an unpopular opinion as well. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, I just, I realised that everything is just really well done and I feel like they take a long time to think over things and create things a bit more. It's so very considered. Lot, yeah, you yeah. have a lot less Pixar releases. You don't have straight to DVD Pixar stuff, for instance. This is a very good point. I like that. That's a good point. Uh, Mini Mouses or Spirit Jerseys? <sighs> Minnie Mouse is because they're more affordable and I have more of them. I, you're very, very considered in your approach. I like <laughs> it a lot. Okay, a Big Thunder Mountain or Space Mountain? Big Thunder Mountain. Big Thunder Mountain or Splash Mountain? Splash. Wait, which Splash Mountain? Uh, Florida. Splash Mountain. What if I'd said California? Big Thunder Mountain. Oh, okay, interesting. I know they're pretty much the same, but the Florida one just felt better. I think because it's warm. Yeah. Like warmer. I mean, it's it, warm it was hot when we were there, but um, I think also the Florida one's a bit longer. Really? I mm. think that California one's pretty long. Really? It felt like a long time. I was very cold and wet and damp. That's so probably maybe that's felt like a long time. <laughs> okay, and finally, you're going to a meet and greet. Yeah. There's one where you've got the cast of Aladdin. Aladdin and Jasmine are there. Jafar, the genie, Abu. Or you can meet Mickey, Minnie, Donald, Daisy and Goofy with Pluto as well. Which meet and greet do you go to? Um, because I've done both and had experience of both, I'd go to Mickey and Minnie every time. Uh, I think the... I love the princess meet and greets, but there's something quite awkward about... Well, no, not awkward, but there's just something about it where it's like especially with Jafar Jafar terrified me I'm not mm, gonna lie there yes. is a brilliant photo of me looking like I've just had something stuck up me because I'm so <laughs> terrified when he's bowing to me um so I think that you just get something extra when you meet Mickey and Minnie and everyone because they are the originals and I think they have their kind of little nuances that they can do and get away with so yeah, for instance, when I've seen Goofy at Inventions in Paris, um, he's kicked my husband out of his chair and sat down to have a date dinner with me and stuff like that. Which yes. 
the you know face characters don't get to do so much. That's a really good point. Um, I know somebody who has been very good friends with Jack Skellington mm. and also with the Queen of Hearts. And I asked him which was a better friend and he said the Queen of Hearts every time because um, the Queen of Hearts likes to flirt with husbands yeah. and boyfriends and can get away with whatever the hell they want yeah, pretty exactly. much. So, yeah, I think that's a really and good I point. And I also love the pictures of um, when service dogs are being brought in and they meet Pluto. Yes. Like, whenever I have a bad day, I look those pictures up. They make me so happy. Excellent. And I love the, um, in the similar vein, the little duck advert with Donald <laughs> Oh my god, yeah. The Disneyland Paris. I, um, I have a friend who used to work at Disneyland Paris, Kamal, and um, he was he's Turkish, so he was Aladdin, of course, and he was also Eeyore. Right. And he's got this brilliant story of um, he was walking along doing his Eeyore thing, and uh, this little kid came running up and tripped and fell into him. And as they fell into him, they pushed the costume back and their head went up the head of Eeyore. Oh <laughs> so he ended gosh. up just stood there with this kid in his costume <gasps> with him, face to face with this kid. Oh, wow. And he kind of had to react to that. And um, I should have got him on this. To, uh, yeah, you should have got him to come um, along. But he's, uh, he just said he ended up just stood there and for what felt like an eternity. And then he had to just push this kid out and carry on like nothing oh, had happened. Oh, wow. Okay, wow. Um, that is pretty dark. <laughs> That's a dark moment right there. It's also just looked like you were eating someone. <laughs> oh gosh yeah that, that's pretty dark so Laura thank you very much for taking part thank um, you for having me before you go mm. we do need to address something very very awful that has happened uh, for those of you that have listened to the episodes recently you may know that I spoke about a pie that Snow White was baking oh dear oh dear now this was during our worst song episode um, and Tash was going on about how she doesn't like someday my prince may come and i was talking about this pie for dopey and how dopey was having a pie made and da 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 and laura very rightfully would you like to tell the listeners what was wrong about that oh i feel like i'm being so pernickety no it's important <laughs> we want to get the facts straight yeah i mean i just because we are so close i just happened to message mercedes and say hold on a second did snow white not bake that pie for grumpy yes she did she absolutely did and I knew it was wrong but I hope no one would notice and they did and that is why we are friends yeah I want everything to be factually correct and I do I encourage you listeners if you ever hear anything on this podcast and you think I'm not quite sure that that's right please do tell us because we like to know um yes so thank you so much thanks for having me it has been great I love Ohana um I love chatting with you know our nearest and dearest about the things that we love and have in common so yes thank you very much Ohana thank you for that that was awesome (laughs) okay bye So there you have it. That is what Laura and I discussed during our little Ohana section. Very insightful. I have to say Ohana is one of my favourite sections that we do on this series. Yeah, I do too. It's really nice to catch up with our loved ones, um, fellow Disney obsessies, the ones who have made us the way that we are. Exactly. I know. They keep us going. (laughs) Exactly. So as we said earlier on in the episode, we will be doing more D23 stuff for you next week. Tune in next Monday uh, and we've got plenty more in store. If there's any announcement that we didn't touch upon today um, that you're really, really keen to hear our opinions on for next week, let us know and we'll make sure that we really divulge into whatever it is you want to hear. Definitely. We will see you next week. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye.